Hello everyone, welcome to episode 14, part 2 of Consumers, Cars, Tech Talk, and more with me, your host, Phil Scott. Now, here on part 2 of episode 14, we're going to further emphasize the more as I continue my conversation with Charlotte Radulovich of KUSI News in San Diego, California. So let's pick up the interview. Hope you enjoyed as much as I enjoyed recording it and speaking to her. So enjoy part two. A friend of mine has a saying, um, you cannot have, you can, oh my God. <laughs> what is it? Let's see. Um, oh, there it is. In order to see the rainbow, you have to put up with the rain. And I'm not saying this is, has anything to do with the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm saying this, this has a lot to do with what we are after all and how we came as a community. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. And um, just getting back to that point you just made, um, what what do you think will be the lasting impact of, of that? And do you think as, as you see other riots going on across the country, because, I mean, I, I can't believe that, I mean, you've, you've got cities like Portland and Seattle, things were, I mean, this, this stuff happened for a long time. It, it went on for a great deal of time. It seems to me it didn't have that same um, that same effect that it had in downtown La Mesa, like La Mesa came together, boom, immediately. And things, yeah, that you you still had protest after that, but they were peaceful. Um, They're more or less peaceful um, in terms of what happened in comparison to what happened that night in May. I mean, that was horrible. And it's sad that you had people who were there validly just rioting or not rioting but protesting um just to have their voices heard and then you had you had some thugs come out and do bad things that was a shame that that had to happen um but to me it's just absolutely amazing how the community rallied together and speaking of that um that comes to my next question and it's that we're living in a seriously divided political environment right now and what would you hope, Charlotte, to see happen sooner than later to heal the divide that we are in right now? <laughs> Very tricky. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think we all have an aftertaste of, uh, we have a big right now, I see the USA as a very divided country right now. It is very, it comes down from health issues as in wearing the mask or not, who's going to represent the mm -hmm. country from now on. Yes. I cannot debate too much about the subjects as I am myself. I mean, my knowledge in politics is not as extended as it, I do not have an opinion that first I could share, but also that I, I, I don't believe I know enough to speak for any any states or anything. I just know that I see a lot of dividends. I see a lot of 
you know, like we saw with Black Lives Matter, I see rioting one night and peace the day after, as in gathering. All I'm hoping is that we make the right choices. We go out there and we make the right decisions, not based on what we see every day or what is trending or whatever. I just hope we make the decisions that at the end of the day, make you happy and make you make us probably more stable than we, we should be. And this is all I have to say about the subject on the subject. It's I, I just feel like we're better united than divided. So we should just continue working hand in hand. And at the end of the day, just know what's best for us. And of course that is very vague, but I, again, I have no say in the matter. No, I don't think it's vague at all. As a matter of fact, I think, I think what we're lacking is compromise. And people are unwilling, and that's, that, to me that seems to be the overarching problem. People are unwilling to, to compromise and to try to work together. And that's, that's a huge thing that we need to work out as a country. We need to learn to work together and instead of being either on one side or the other. And I think that's what makes America great, the, the ability to be able to work together to solve problems, to make society better. It seems like that's what we're lacking right now. So I, I couldn't agree more with you, Phil. So that's, I think that's what we really need. So we're gonna take another break on that note. So we will be right back with Charlotte I'm Phil Scott, and this is Consumers, Cars, Tech Talk, and more. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Consumers, Cars, Tech Talk, and more with Phil Scott. That's me, your host. And we are here today with Charlotte Radulovich. So thanks again, Charlotte, for doing the show today. I really appreciate it. God, you, you have so many interesting things to say, and it's, it's, it's wonderful to have a guest like you. So thank you, Charlotte. Again, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor for me to be heard and to be on your podcast, Phil. Thank you. I appreciate it. So now my next question for you is, and it's about female role models, is it's important to have great female role models in the media today and, and now more than ever. And for you, Charlotte, who has been your biggest and most important role model, or maybe there's been more than one female or male, who has been your biggest role models in your career and your life so far? And do you feel it's important to, and, and a big responsibility to be an, a great role model for young girls and even adults, adult females who, who want to do what you're doing or be in the field of media or any other profession for that matter? Oh, I've been inspired by many role models. I mean, we're surrounded by them. We just lost one of the greatest recently. And like we've lost many role models, but it's never, never easy to overcome them. Yet we can learn from it and actually persevere and try to, you know, to have it coming. So we were talking 
earlier about all the producers that we have in the morning. Um, and it's only the producers. I'm talking about the importance of equality in, in the, the men, between men and women at work. And it's in the booth, the people that TD, the people that have all of them have an input in the business, in, in the industry I'm in. Um, so I would say I'm really truly inspired by all the people I work every day with and this is something I never got a chance to experience before as a server as a hostess because it was really difficult to have an actual role in the matter but being given a chance every day to to put up a story to 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 be part of a story and 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 be a role in it have a role in it is outstanding and this is really what is empowering to me as a female photographer is to be able to be surrounded by people that actually treat me equal to as their equal and this is this is an amazing experience that i get to experience right now that's um, awesome it is my next question, and it just goes back to the station, you seem to work around a fun bunch of people who do a great job of delivering the news at KUSI. Um, it's serious when it needs to be, but there seems to be a fun chemistry with the people at the station. Mm, can you be more specific about this? Uh, well, for instance, I was watching this morning, and, and I guess a better example is like, for instance, when the fires and i wanted to i want to talk about quickly about the the wildfires that we had recently too um before we wrap up um but one thing i noticed in particular is like when we were having the fires when up in alpine in that area um a couple weeks ago mark mathis is normally this, this zany guy who, who can just make jokes and everything but when when it was when we were in the midst of the fires, he was not that guy. Like when, when it was time to talk about the fires and the news, he was dead serious. And viewers appreciate that because if, if he was trying to be funny and, and all that during the fire time, okay, well, he wouldn't be taking his job seriously. It sounds like people there really take their job seriously and they have pride in their work. That is an amazing observation you're making. Um, I'm sorry for the card that just drove by. That's okay. Um, Mark Mathis is a journalist. And as a journalist, you know, as unbiased as you are supposed to be as a journalist, you know when something has to be taken more lightly than it should be. Uh, for uh, for instance, he he it was really difficult as a weather person, but also as Mark Mathis, known as Mark Mathis, to present things as they are. The morning show is this. The morning show is wake up to local news. Wake up to what can you do around in the neighborhood. What can you see? Who you're going to meet? And this is why he is so good at what he he does. He just he just gives off a dynamic of 
the good the good spirit of san diego the this let's take life you know on the bubbly side and um and of course when all these news happened it was difficult for the entire the entire cast and everybody at the station didn't know how to you know how to juggle with it it and so it was really difficult to be the morning show yet be as serious as the situation was and it was a very heavy situation to uh report every day and yes it it definitely i mean i think that we reflected what san diego was after all you know in a state of panic in a state of emergency and what we did as a station we just portrayed what we were all about after all and that to me that's just excellent that's 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 excellent people being real professionals but what i really love about the morning show too is they they can have a good time and they can make people laugh and that's what especially during this whole covid thing I mean, people need to laugh. People need something to smile about, even in the midst of seriousness. Getting that little back and forth between Lauren and Paul, Lauren Finney and Paul Rudy and Mark Mathis, that's fun. And that that cheers you up and that gets your day started on a good note. And even the, the field reporters, you have Ali Wagner and you have Casey McKinnon and Elizabeth Alvarez and all those people who, who are out there in the field and Ed Linderman, I can't not mention ed because (laughs) he's been around san diego forever yes and and so i mean he's he's a true professional if 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 you ever have seen one i mean just there's so many professional people there at kusi and that's what makes it such a wonderful station not only to watch but to to learn things from and to get information from absolutely and i must say if there is one thing I've learned at KUSI, I owe lots of it to Elizabeth Alvarez. I have been working alongside with her for about a month every morning from Monday to Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And um, so every live shot you see, I'm behind the camera and Elizabeth is in front of it. What you see is a short one to three minutes long uh, hit. What we call a hit is a full story developed with an interview, etc. Liz lives the story and she actually enjoys, she gives enthusiasm to the story and she, she actually puts it to life. And this is something that not only you see on camera, but it's something that she, she actually does in the everyday life. Any story that we would cover, she puts so much, so much, um, so much life to it and she is an inspiration to me well she's she really comes across as genuine and that Mm -hmm. makes a huge difference i mean and and i can say that about every reporter there at your station they come across as genuine um i'll tell you someone who who really made an impact and i'm hoping to, to get her on um one day soon is hunter sowards she came right into that station from texas and she just man it's just a, it's just been incredible to see what she's done in that shorter period of time that she's been there hunter seems like she's always been a san diegan i mean despite 
she can say whatever she wants unless she says y'all yeah i was about to say i like it when she drops that y'all in there every now and then (laughs) you could have been fooled and i started when i started working at ku saya was working alongside with hunter and it was to me it was like oh my god anchor i mean reporters are i mean this is a whole new world for me and i'm amazed by how genuine everything is hunter is a breath of fresh air for the news for how genuine she what you see on tv is what she's in real life when she has a concern look when she has actual when she stands up for something believe me you will hear about it until we get down to the point she will make it clear and loud and she will make it a story and finish it the whole way and she is one of those reporters that really really convey a message with from the bottom of their heart she is outstanding yeah it's oh hunter (laughs) yeah and her delivery i mean just her you can tell she's tenacious and her delivery she she it seems to me just on being on the outside looking in but she really does what she has to do to get the story and to tell the story in a way that's effective and like i said genuine and that and that viewers can relate to and understand and that that makes a huge difference absolutely what again what you see is what what it is it's she is alongside with the greatest reporters i've worked with in my little little tiny tiny short career but I, she definitely is uh, an icon for me that I will have my whole life. And I can, I can see that pretty much that, I mean, everybody that I've watched at KUSI, I mean, they, they make the, the news worth watching and they, they keep you, they keep you engrossed and they, they, they keep you um, involved in the story. And that, that means a whole lot. And, that takes me to my next question for you. And because you, you, you seem to have, you have this artistic side to you, um, this, this creative side. And uh, my next question for you is what other, what are your other interests outside of work when you have free time? And before you, before COVID-19 happened, did you do a lot of traveling? And finally, and you've already pretty much done this. I was I was going to ask you how you describe your personality, but you already did. You're kind of a shy person like me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Don't put me in front of a camera. That is sabotage. <laughs> um, well, uh, what do I do outside of work? I am, I am very, very simple. I like my friends. I like roller skating oh my god roller skating what a therapy when you can uh, during covid you know exchange properly or anything just taking those roller skates and put them outside and just glide and meet people from afar of course but just this this is really yeah a life a life-changing experience but to me and i actually did a a net package on this about how the community gathered around this one passion Uh, it was fascinating to see how it was a mental link that we could have just roll on your skate do your thing put your music on and escape your own world just just glide and and um i've been stopped actually by um 
a viewer of KUSI one day, Rick, on the boardwalk, and he was like, who are you? You cannot be working for KUSI. You're covered in tattoos, and you're on your <laughs> roller skates, and you look like, who are you? You have this French accent, and guess what? This is what, this is what KUSI is after all. We are all, we are a massive tree and odd branches but we come all we all come down to the same thing and i feel like we have this flow that makes us i mean i'm sorry to to say that i'm boring i love my job i just do showing up to work makes me happy and my side passions are what they are and but it all comes down to the same points i feel like i belong somewhere now Jumping back to the roller skating thing for just a second, have you been, did you learn to skate when you were a child or was it when you moved out here to California or when, when did you pick that up? I had roller skating in my life my, uh, forever, pretty much forever. Never actually picked up on it. My, um, my ex-boyfriend is the one that really introduced, he used to play ice hockey and he is the one that actually got me on ice. And then mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, this is fun. <laughs> you know, he gave me this little, this little thing, this little pushy thing where, you know, where you stand on and lean on in order to have balance and learn balance. So it all starts with this. And from there, it was like gliding is amazing. And put a little bit of music in this and you're, you're you feel like in a Xavier Dolan movie um it's a it's an uncanny scene where pretty much the lens opens up to you and opens up to your whole life per se um by the way I am a huge fan of this director uh Canadian but anyways this this is one of my inspirations behind the roller skating scenery and you know since COVID happened this is the best solitary um exercise you can get and what is best during COVID? Social distance, life. <laughs> yes. And, and you on your own skates, on your own legs. <laughs> and you know, it, it's funny because that, and that's been the sad part about gyms being closed down. I mean, people need physical activity to have that outlet to exercise and to do that. And for many people, it was going to the gym. Well, when the gyms closed down, they had to, it, it, to me, the, the most ironic thing about the gyms closing was I have never seen so many people on bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's just, it's like people, Driving became a hazard. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it was, you'd walk in a store like Walmart or something and you'd see all these bicycles on the rack. And then once COVID came and people couldn't go to gyms and they needed exercise, boom. The bikes were gone. gone. People were, gone. and if you go in there now, there's still not a lot of bicycles. And hopefully that's something just people that's getting out into nature and just out there and just getting that fresh air. Hopefully that sticks around for a while. Hopefully in this whole world of uh, being behind the screen, like we are right now, how fun would it be for us to talk in real life? No, we, we have to be okay doing this through a Zoom call. It's through throughout all this, this, um, and which is the importance of media to me right now. Throughout this whole moments of solitude, maybe try to connect in the way you can. It's a solitary game, but it's a safe one. Right. Absolutely. And now, finally, Charlotte, uh, what do you see yourself doing in the future? 
<laughs> well, I love KUSI. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but the taste I have in that packages showed me also, you know, maybe, maybe documentaries is what is a good call. Maybe if I can keep on doing this for KUSI, as long as I can, I will. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to sound very typical, but I mean, National Geographic, being out there on the field, we were talking earlier about that time I was surrounded by this crowd when I was, you know, in the middle of the protests uh, downtown, knowing that, you know, you can be out there in and sweating and really, really fearing for your life and all this. This is, but getting, you know, a real sense of the story, this is really what I picture myself into. So the news I love, but if I can make it my everyday career, this is what I'm going to do. And I will never, ever be thankful enough for KUSI. It sounds like KUSI has had a huge impact and a positive impact on your life. And it'll, it, your learning lessons and um, things that you will take with you for the rest of your career and your life. Absolutely. KUSI is the beginning to me. No doubt. No doubt in that. Wow. Well, Charlotte, my goodness, what a terrific interview. You are so engaging. You're, you're, you're a smart, intelligent woman, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate you so, so much agreeing to do the interview. Um, thank you again. It's been my pleasure to have you on the show today. Bill, I am so happy that you saw in me something that could be worth listening to. If I could reach out and help anybody out there, I would just contact us. We will help. But mostly, Phil, thank you so much for taking the time to making it a podcast and making it a, a point. And thank you so much for listening and pulling up with my accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very welcome. And I love that accent, by the way. I, I thank you. <laughs> love French accent. So that's, that's, I love that. And hopefully I can have you on again in the future. I mean, you, you have so many interesting things to say. And I, uh, it's, it's interesting hearing your viewpoint about things. So I appreciate that so very much. So thank you very, very much. It was an awesome time having you on the show today, Charlotte. Anytime, Phil. Thank you so much. Thank you. So that is the end of this episode, episode 14 of Consumers, Cars, Tech Talk, and more with me, your host, Phil Scott. And our guest today, another big thanks to Charlotte Radulovich. Thank you, Charlotte, so much. And hopefully this was as much fun for you guys listening as it was for me doing the interview. So with that, it's time to sign off. You guys, everyone be safe. Be careful out there. Have a wonderful day. And I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody.